WKNC 88.1 HD2 Raleigh. I'm not super used to being on this channel, so I'm excited for anyone that's tuned in. Uh, this is the very first ever interview for DBB 17 discussing one of our artists. I've got three members of Vacant Company in the studio. They're going to be opening up night one um, of Double Barrel Benefits 17. For anyone who has not been paying attention to the mass amounts of promos that we've been running, uh, it's going to be February 7th and 8th at Kings in downtown Raleigh, and Vacant Company is going to be playing first. If y'all want to go down the line, and I keep breathing really heavily into the <laughs> mic, I just noticed that. <sighs> ASMR style. <laughs> uh, we're going to do the rest of this interview ASMR. So really soft and quiet. Tommy's not going to like that. <laughs> but if you want to go down the line and introduce yourselves, say who you are and what you do in Vacant Company, as well as shouting out the member who's not here, that would be super sick. Logan Saxwell is not here. He's not present, correct? He's not here. He's, he's not going to walk in last minute? Correct. <laughs> kind of disappointing. I love a surprise guest. He, he didn't give us a reason, so I have to think he just... Doesn't want to be here. I think, he's, I think he's took a nap. You know why don't why don't we start why don't we start with the drummer? The drummers don't get enough. They love, never you know? get enough. Photographers don't take pictures of them. They also never get good photos when they do. You know, it's true. Never trust anyone who has like a like a stoic drumming face. Dave is very mm -hmm. stoic. Go ahead, Dave. Really? Okay. Hi, uh, I'm Davis. And I play the drums with the Vacant Company. You're also a WKNC alumni. DJ Sonny D. Nice. Wow. Uh, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. He, uh, Jason always refers to him via text as the prog rock master. <laughs> or like post-punk or post, something. Post-hardcore master post -hardcore right master. there. Post-hardcore <laughs> master. See, I don't read his texts. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just keep scrolling. Um, you know what? Before we continue the rest of the line, when were you uh, working at WKNC? Uh, it must have been the fall of 2012 so a little yeah. while ago sophomore year did you go to dbb back then oh yeah yeah that must have been 20 the the, the 11th i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i can't I'm, do math i feel like that's correct dave loves <laughs> math that rock, sounds right I'm so he could probably help you out there there we go time signatures and basic algebra we won't go down that rabbit hole sorry i don't mean to digress <laughs> <laughs> no actually the very last time the double barrel sold out was 2011 so Super stoked to be uh, doing it again, 2019. If we don't sell out this year, I will quit my job. <laughs> um, and before I continue embarrassing myself by stressing out over uh, promotions, let's go to the next person on the lineup. Hey, y'all. Uh, I'm Tommy. <laughs> Big time Tommy. <laughs> Sometimes known as Big Time Tommy, among other things. <laughs> In what situations are you big time, Tommy? Ooh, when I'm in the kitchen, the when I'm whipping up the sauce, uh, <laughs> when I'm getting the heat turned up, you know, wow. all of that. We got the heat turned up for this interview. I got lots of questions. Oh. Well, big time Tommy's here for all your questions. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing below the belt, though. I'd be nice. All oh, right? I will. I will. Only good things so that people actually want to come to the show. Okay, good. Yeah, nothing dirty except for thirst. Anyway, yeah, shout out. Anyways, last but not least. <sighs> well, my name is Jason. Sometimes I go by Dr. Raza Ghoul. Sometimes I go by Jengus. Um, Jengus Barangle. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't call me an a hole, I'm fine with whatever name. I guess I'm doing good. But uh, yeah, I'm the I uh, play guitar and uh, shout in this band. And uh, don't band? wear a shirt. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought about it, and I was just like, I used to start off with the shirt, and, and then, then you would take it off. Yeah, but then it gets all sweaty, so now it's just like I have a towel, 
yeah. that I dry off with after the uh, after the gig, and then I put on a nice dry shirt, and I'm comfortable. That so, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh. Yeah, it's life's great now that I figured that out. <laughs> now but, that you've got your system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, well, I mean, we, you know, we're entertainers, the four of, of us. Course. You know, we like to give people a show, and sometimes you just <laughs> give the people what they want. One of my sometimes favorite they it, Sometimes know? they demand it. Sometimes they demand it, you know? Take the shirt off. I'm not going to, you know, I won't say no. <laughs> doesn't matter who's asking the shirts coming off but one of my favorite things about a vacant company show is that you are entertainers and there's always that uh slight fear that i have that you're like having a heart attack or something because <laughs> oftentimes you'll collapse I have high blood pressure yeah you, you'll collapse during a set i've and I'm actually like, had heart attacks on stage i don't know if you guys know that i did no, not know I, that. I shouldn't joke about that i mean i might have you never I don't know. know. I mean, my chest did get pretty tight a few times uh, during a hopscotch at Lincoln you, Theater. But... You tell us you're the doctor. <laughs> I don't know, but Davis I mean, is giving me this side eye like, oh, I cut down on the red meat though, and I feel a lot better on stage. I can yeah, jump yeah, around. Yeah. You know, I feel much more uh, athletic. I don't know. Mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. less like a 78 year old man trying to. And more like it's a that, what? Like a 50-year-old man? Yeah, probably more like 45. Somebody with Ooh, half the cholesterol. You, you know? haven't even had a midlife crisis yet. <laughs> not yet. I haven't, and knock on wood, I haven't had a heart attack either. No, it's not the red meat. It's that champion fit. It's that champion it's fit. Champion yeah. fit. Is that actually what you're wearing today? Yeah, I have. Um, Let's get, get closer to the mic so the radio can hear you. That just totally doesn't match up with my ideals to like promote a corporate fitness brand, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wear champion because my old man gave me his champion jumpsuit and it's comfortable. It's and vintage. Late to this interview, all right? Ooh, vintage. It's dead stock. <laughs> hey, champion, uh, Double Barrel Benefit is uh, accepting sponsors. Uh, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm, don't close mm-hmm. sponsorship applications until mm-hmm. mid-January, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. I talk about, you know, we try not to, you know, play into the to the game or anything, but, you know, we are pursuing a Cento Italian conglomerate food mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. corporation sponsorship for our uh, East Coast tour of the south of Italy. So, Cento, if you're out there, you're listening, you know, we're still on the market. Nobody scooped us up yet. So uh, I would truly love to get, like, some local clothing brand or even, like, a really big, like, clothing conglomerate to, like, outfit one of the bands for DBB. <laughs> and everyone just goes on, on stage wearing, like, juicy couture jumpsuits or something. <laughs> so, it's like we're trolling them, but we also look good. You look good. Really good. And you know what? It's it's a double barrel benefit. You, you know, know what? They get advertising, you get new clothes. See, who thought art and capitalism can't go together? We just found it. That's the idea. It's this kind of stuff that we got to start thinking about. You're guys. right. You're pop rock now. How to now. get Juicy Couture to sponsor, you know, hardcore shows and stuff. There you go. Um, but I made the joke, you're pop rock, which is absolutely not true. How would you define mm- your genre? Well, after pop rock, probably. Well, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a, let's go down to the to the Weird, the... <laughs> weird mental tangent, really quick. I am, yeah. I would love to hear what your vocals sound like if you had like a mouthful of pop rocks at the pop same rocks. time. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Pretty much. That's you it? Do like the, Dude. Ah. Also, a weird tangent regarding pop rocks. I saw Jonesy from Sigur Rose recently, and yeah. they they had pop rocks that they passed out to the entire audience. Those were so not th- pop rocks. <laughs> oh, you know what? You Sounds might be like right. A good time, but it was it was a sonic experiment to like listen to their music while all this stuff was going on inside your head. I don't know. That's kind of interesting. I enjoyed wow, it. Really, but I was in Denver, uh, Colorado. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, really cool, Tommy. Um, <laughs> so we, <we're> gonna... <laughs> yeah, so I, that's why I brought it up. 
So pop rock is the genre, right? Very possible. We need to get into pop rap because that's apparently how we get on everybody's Spotify. Spotify well, yeah. You know what? I think in short, you know, Nate Stokes of an awesome band named Witch Tit, I think, had Fuck us pegged yeah. all along. He said, but he said, <laughs> he said, post everything. It's okay. You're good. What the fudge? <laughs> Oh fuck! Every hair on my body is raised. <laughs> and um, yeah, Nate Stokes of Witch did good friend of ours, awesome band. They played last night, and uh, he said that we're just post whatever. So I'm yeah. just like, you know what? I accept that. I accept that. I think that's an accurate classification. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not that into art and stuff, so I can't You're really just like say. You're like pull it a rock, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Post yeah. music. You know, I like to think we're a blend music. of like it's like Ian McKay meets like Bruce Springsteen meets like uh, I don't know some some other some other well, cool guy. I don't know. I, I do just know that some Billy you, Corgan in there. Billy, <laughs> oh, you got God. it. You can classify music or a musician one of two ways. You're either a heartland rocker, yes. or you're an urban. Hipster metrosexual. And so I think vacant companies, three-fourths, are they rockers? <laughs> why can't you just be both? I don't know why it's a dichotomy these days. Everyone just think- those yeah. <laughs> I don't make the rules. It kind of sounds that's, like you do make the rules. That, no, that's, I have his own authority. So this is how we talk to each other around the house. So I Tommy, Tommy talks in like good old boy, like consulting firm boss. Like now again, the three remember of what you I told are roommates, you? right? We are. The three yeah. of us are roommates. Yeah. And Logan used to live with us, but... He had to get his own place. We love him, but you know. He needed a break. He needed a break. Understandable. He needed a quiet space to nap. He needed a quiet space <laughs> yeah. to nap, and you know what? He got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Tommy often, you know, walks around the house talking like, well, now again, I said I was going to unload the dishwasher, but I'm not quite sure it's ready to get rid of yet. <laughs> or big time Tommy voice, you know, which. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to that later, but uh, I'm excited. You know, there's there's a few. You know what I'm trying to say is, vacant company is like an onion. You know, we have layers. It's got layers. We got layers. And you're all ogres. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're post whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. If someone were to try to get an example of the kind of music that you make, which is post whatever, mm-hmm. uh, do each of you have a favorite song or record that you have out, or just something that you feel is representative of your musical influence? Hmm. Big question. Man, well, we could go. I'll go first here. Cool. Like, the quiet one's like, I'm uh, ready to speak. Dave has I know been this waiting one. for this question <laughs> ever since he joined the band. Excuse me? Yeah, no, like, I, um, so I came in late <laughs> to the vacant company party. Uh, he was but, in the house when our previous drummer, Jeff Quinn, Tommy's brother, threw his drumstick and said, I quit. And we were like, okay, Jeff. And, and Dave then, was like, my time. <laughs> he was sitting in the other room listening to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everyone's fine. We're all friends. So, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, like, you have to be friends. It's literally your brother. Yeah. Oh, Point yeah, at Big Time of Tom. Course. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of things I could say to you right now, Jeff, but I can't say him on is, the radio. Is he tuned in? <laughs> Brotherly love. I don't know. Let me text him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't want to open any old wounds, but back in the <laughs> days of But I'm going to open them. The kosher hut. Um, I met Jason. I was working at the park shops. Very cool. Port City Java. Nice. And he would come in they and let me know about hair. shows. Like we <laughs> we kind of, uh, you know, talked about music at the counter. Cool. And eventually I realized that he was like booking East Coast touring mm-hmm. bands at his house. And uh, yeah, so I met those guys, you know, the middle of the next to last year before like kosher fest cool um yeah and so i was like a huge fan yeah, like yeah. i mean that, they were my favorite local band they're for my favorite a year local and band. Half before day. you know i i had even thought about that's trying to play dream. drums with them yeah and, don't make me cry man <laughs> 
So yeah, I mean, like I, like Doom Waves, yeah. the, the single, the, the any of the tracks that they recorded in Kosher Hut, I always yeah. go back and listen to those. Like, did you, did you the... get to learn how to play any of them? Do y'all even play those like deep cuts? We play one deep cut. One deep cut. We, mm-hmm. we were going strong with like uh, bad borders into like Doom Waves mm-hmm. as nice. the ender for the set when I first started. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, th- both those songs were you know I, I had moshed like you know dozens of times to each of them, and so <laughs> I, we we picked them up pretty quickly. Oh hell yeah! Um, but I, I liked how we we pushed forward a lot, and they were definitely down to just keep plugging away and writing new music so that we could always like throw some new stuff in and out of the set list you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make a mental note to come back to that comment but beforehand what are some uh, other recommendations that you'll have hmm tommy listens to a lot of world um i meant of your (laughs) band that was yeah i didn't understand the question i was like dang the influence that dave picked was ourselves nice (laughs) (laughs) You know what? <laughs> Thanks, Dave. And oh, you can definitely. <laughs> you're more than welcome to reference other artists yeah, that would be like, yeah. listen, if you like type stuff. Yeah. But I mean, like, if someone were to go to your Bandcamp page, you have like several uploads there, mm-hmm, and yeah. they're like, where would I start? Where would you say they should start? I, I I think that really it's just like what comes to my mind would influence this band was the people that have been in this music scene before us, like yeah. Pie Face Girls, Flesh Wounds, like Naked Naps. I know you probably don't Rest listen to the company and think Naked Naps, but like, yeah. Katie Yerkes was like one of the first people. I met here and she was the first person to, like give me a show mm-hmm. and this was after I'd already been a fan of Naked Naps because I moved into this like apartment a hot minute, yeah. yeah and it was just like so that's what I gravitated towards because that was like those were like the people I knew that were making awesome music and that like mm-hmm. was, that just I internalized that so and I think Tommy as well because Tommy was playing in local bands at the time before he joined Vegan Company so mm-hmm. like the influences were definitely like people who were already here yeah, yeah. So I think that was, I think that was cool to 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 recognize that. So, but then we also bonded over like like when Tommy moved in, we only listened to like Alice and Chains. Nice, Alice and Chains, man. You know, <laughs> <Dark> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And uh, but I, I guess probably, and then when Dave entered the group, that's when we could that we we kind of started bonding more over like slant juno 44 like the louisville kentucky post rock mm-hmm. post hardcore stuff and then obviously that college like, rock coming that up college rock mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely and like we've you know we've always we've always all kind of just appreciated fugazi and stuff like that but i mean duh yeah and uh you know obviously great of all fleet they're uh, <laughs> a big influence of ours and uh because y'all they're ever the heard of led zeppelin led arrow zeppelin actually was our biggest influence so I they they were a band that toured the southeast in the late 70s um yeah and i think their work really got stolen up by a few other bands i don't know if you know them like but they <laughs> yeah no those, those are uh those, there's a lot of things that go into it but i'm probably that was a long-winded response um tommy's probably got like some jazz he wants to talk about or something so <laughs> i'm not even gonna let him speak actually <laughs> it's probably for the best <laughs> I, no, I think like 10 minutes into this interview i think i've kind of already figured out where it's gonna go where i cannot just like pinpoint something and be like i'm gonna circle back i'm nah. just gonna follow the flow with this one but you you did make a comment that I'd like to bring up, which is, um, and like Dave Davis also mentioned this, like he y'all had been playing for like a, uh, a year and a half before he joined, mm-hmm. and then you were inspired by other local music that had been going on when you mm-hmm. had moved into the area. Um, since y'all have been a band for 
excuse me for using this phrase, quite some time now. Yeah, for um, over, go, almost five years. Raleigh Oldheads, actually. Wow. I'm growing a ponytail out of the back of my skullet right now. You guys can <laughs> see it. skullet? Is that where your like, skull connects to your so, gullet? And just... So yeah, a skullet is like a mullet without the front of the hair. Oh, so, yeah. sick. It's a very popular look in like the Rust Belt, like Detroit, Cleveland, lots of skullets, you know. On the uh, on the Harleys out in the summer times, you know, oh. feet up, hair back, you know. I can't remember something for bad girl to grab onto. <laughs> and back there. Yeah, and they 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 always got their old lady on the back. Y'all y'all uh, y'all met Honey, who works over at the Wicked Witch. Yeah, Ridge. of course we know Honey. Honey's a good they friend have of ours. Honey's rocking the a skullet. badass do right now. Yeah, and I think I I want to go out on a limb and say in. In the Raleigh area, I think Honey was one of the people that started doing that first, so that I noticed, you know. For sure. And also, obviously, you could tell with, uh, is it Grubbs? Chris Grubbs, yeah. Yeah. Chris Grubbs literally has a mullet down to his booty right now. Yeah. And it's amazing. I saw him out the other night, and it got even longer, and I was just like. (laughs) I mean, hair do be growing. It's a work of art. Yeah. It is a work of art. Well, my question for you was going to be, um, since I said y'all have been Mm -hmm. around for a while, do you... Um, do you experience a disconnect between bands that are like coming up now or um, like we've got a lot of like newer mm-hmm. artists on the lineup some like not all of them mm-hmm. like uh, Junior Astronomers is coming out from Charlotte mm-hmm. and they've been like doing stuff for over a decade at this mm-hmm. point um, but do you feel as though you're still in tune with um, newer artists that are coming like are you do you have any current local favorites or is there like a se- separation between old Raleigh bands and new Raleigh bands I don't I, I don't think so. We're always out, you know, we we are always out listening to music going I mean, to y'all are tight also. with like Black Bouquet and they're I was really just, new. I was literally just going to say Black Bouquet is like a newer band and we love that band. We gravitate towards say that band and just um yeah, no, and I don't think that like we were never like as a band like, you know, we we've, we've been playing in Raleigh for a while now, but we were never like in the cool kid crowd. Like Tommy was kind of just like in a storage unit in his flip flops, <laughs> shredding, shredding hot licks, and I was new to town. And Rift Davis, City. yeah, I know. And Davis was always so. We were never, you know, we, we never really had too much of a connection, really, into like the downtown scene, if you call it that. And it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. we kind of just found ourselves playing shows with like really good bands that gave us a shot. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, Shout I think- Shout out to Horse. Yeah, Deer Horse, yeah. And they're an awesome band, yeah. And, um, but just like my first show ever, Katie Yerkes again, was with mm-hmm. um, Flesh Wounds and Pie Face Girls at the Mattress Fort, rest in peace. That's tight. And it was just like, I didn't know anybody there. Nobody knew me, but they were nice enough to like give me a shot. So I'm always looking for, and not just to give someone a shot like I'm some gatekeeper. It's just like there's awesome music out there. It's not the same four white dudes that have been walking around downtown mm-hmm. Raleigh playing Kitchen Rock or whatever for the past five, six years. Like there's amazing mm-hmm. artists in Raleigh that nobody knows about. We're really stoked for uh, that, Double Barrel to showcase some yeah, of them. Yeah, exactly. And that's just what I was saying. You have so many bands that are on that build that aren't like huge names that like ring a bell to everybody in the scene. But once they go out and see them, I promise you they're going to remember them, right? Oh, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some big names like mm-hmm. Y'all and right, Truth right. Club that'll definitely draw. Oh my God! I can't believe you just put us. Truth Club is and that that Truth Club's up there. Thank you for, for putting us in the same there. sentence. That that's a band right there. I do we think love that, that y'all band. have like significant draw, and obviously Truth Club does within their own sphere <laughs> of influence, um, because not at all the same genre. Well, I see. See, Truth Club has an 
influence because they're an amazing band. I think we and have, also Astro Cowboy <laughs> and Astro Cowboy. We were Dave. What were we talking about we before we came in? We were literally just <laughs> listening to Truth Club before we came in here, and we were talking about Gotta how get hands. yeah, we were, we were talking about how Astro Cowboy that album was like one of our favorite Which albums. Which one? Uh, the the one that. The last one that they did. Well, the second we have last Astro one that they Cowboy did. Astro Cowboy and You're Never Gonna See Him Again. No, or... the one before that, when they were still in Wilmington. When they're still in like high school, and yeah, Travis yeah. was like uh, still in high school. It's the white one. Yeah. I can I can literally yeah, exactly. see. Wasted, Wasted time <laughs> for useless. Yeah, Travis is like a hero of mine, and like I didn't it's know. It's weird that I'm friends with him. I didn't know that they were in high school and they recorded yeah. that, and I was like in graduate school at NCSU, and then I'm just like, wow, you're like. I also love that we both like, sang the same song. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the influence. Yeah, but it's just like, so we're we're flattered to even be put in the same category as Truth Club. But what yeah. I was going to say was they have a following because they're a really great band. And yeah. I think we have a following because we're like half Chippendales dancers. So people come out to this show. Uh, you're like the Rockettes. <laughs> you know, we're just... Like I said, we're entertainers. <laughs> I would love to see y'all um, in... Um, like burlesque clothes doing a set. <laughs> but I mean like burlesque clothes on the feminine side. Like I want right. the big ruffly feathers and everything. I, we can do that. You know what? Yes. We, like we said, we're entertainers. Yes. <laughs> Baking company, you heard it here. We'll do anything for a buck. We'll do anything for a buck, man. We're just trying to eat out here. a buck and a show. <laughs> do anything for a laugh. <laughs> Um, I'm going to turn this next question over to Davis really quick. Um, because you've been involved with Double Barrel, and I guess technically any of y'all can answer it, uh, what experience do you have with, or I meant to say WKNC, what experience do you have with Double Barrel in the past? Have you ever been? Is there anything you're particularly excited for? So on and so forth. Um, yeah, I think the, so the year I trained mm-hmm. as a DJ at KNC, I, uh, I took a break from school like the following <laughs> semester and I came back and got in touch with either Jamie Jamie Lynn or the new manager, like the new GM at WKNC about like volunteering yeah, yeah, and yeah. just kind of getting back into it because like there was kind of a turnover. So a lot of the people who I had trained with but never we really got to meet. We always have a high staff turnover rate. You know, yeah. so I I, uh, I think I set up tables for the Sick. the year after and, and that was super cool because like that gave me my first exposure to like the the inner local scene yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. just like you know I, I mean I wasn't I've always been kind of shy so it wasn't like you know just like trying to meet all the artists or anything like that but just like being around you know that atmosphere and uh just like really trying to support the local scene yeah, yeah, yeah. you know was it, it was like a strong sort of feeling there and funnily enough setting up the double rail table was also the very first volunteer activity that i ever did for knc um i wasn't even a dj yet we had just finished the class and the general manager when i started was jamie holla um and he which is weird because it was jamie g and jamie h and you had to differentiate between the two because if you were like where's jamie they'd be like which one um but they were both teaching like the dj training class and they were just like you know you're about to take your test we need volunteers come sign up for this thing you still gotta pay your ticket but uh uh, it was really cool. I just remember I was like, I, I was running the merch table uh, for DBB, um, and I was like, I am so stoked that I'm involved with this organization. So it's really exciting to now get to book my own lineup. And 
have been amazing so far. So I, I, mean, I definitely it, agree. All of the double barrels that mm-hmm. I've been to have just blown my socks off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm dead serious. We have to sell out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like really determined we're to do so. We're pulling out all the stops. All of the stops. All the stops. There were never any stops in the first place, but we're ripping up negative space stops. We're just... We're just <laughs> We're going to get them out. We're going to shoot for the moon. <laughs> um, have y'all played other, I hesitate to say the word festival because that's not what this is, but like, mm-hmm, do right. you have any other experience with like big lineups or things that um, like get you excited to play on a similar like setting? Mm-hmm. New Year's is a pretty, pretty good lineup. Yeah. If you want to mention that, that, feel free to do so. <laughs> it's, uh, what's the official name? It's like the Kosher Hut. Kosher Hut, New New Year's Fears. New Fears. New Year's Fears. Trip down memory lane. And all of the groups that are playing, except for one, um, are Kosher Hut alumni bands. And then the other artist on that bill is Juice Lord. I think he's only been playing shows for like a year and a half or two two years. He he played Double Barrel two years ago. Two years ago. That that was probably near the very beginning because I just went, we just went, me and Jason went to his birthday. That's my man's right there. Juice is my man's. He just played uh, Hopscotch too. Yeah. He's been making big waves and. Yeah. I'm, I can't believe we're opening for Juice. Like, we're, you yeah. know, understand how stoked we are to open for Juice Lord. Like, we're going to have to come out as hard as we possibly ever love come out. to yeah. hear Jason eat, like, several slices of humble pie during this interview. I'm just saying, <laughs> Juice Lord, Juice Lord is the, can I, I can't say the S word, S H I T. I can't say that. Well, he's the right on the chalkboard. He is the hot ish. He is the hot ish. Yeah. 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 It's just like, Juice, Juice is somebody that, yeah. He's not ass. <laughs> Wait, let's just say whatever what all can we say? We'll just go through the list. You can say ass. Right. You can say goddamn. 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 You can say bitch. Really? Ooh. You can. Um, it's goddamn. <laughs> all right, cool. N- none of us in the ro- uh, in the room can say the n word, but that's allowed to go over the air. Don't say it though. Right. Um I can't uh, we've recently allowed our DJs to say pussy, so you can say that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine why you would say that. Yeah, I stopped um, using that one too. Right. Yeah. Well, I love the band Mannequin Pussy. They're playing. So. Then, oh yeah. Oh, that's tomorrow night. It's tomorrow mm-hmm. night. Y'all gonna be there? Hell, yeah. Uh, heck yeah. Maybe. Heck can yeah. I say hell? You can say hell. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. The radio. <laughs> and Stevie's opening that show. Yeah. Stevie is a band <clears> that Stevie is rules. a newly formed band that you're kind of talking about, but yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You can also say pissed off, but not pissed. Ah. What? Mm-hmm. Mm. What about without the ED, the non... You can say piss. Okay. Ah, piss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you just spit that out. Just piss. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a deep reference. I'm not going to go there. Man, I... the, the layers of Tommy <laughs> Quinn you don't understand. Like, Tommy's inner country boy. He's an boy. onion all of himself. Oh, and yeah. just like you keep peeling down, you get way down deep in there, and you find just a good down-home country boy. I don't like to be peeled, but... Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> it is pretty nice to get peeled every now and then. <laughs> that's your, that's I'm, gonna, I'm gonna cry over here like the onion. <laughs> this is some good old bonding. <clears throat> Anyways. Only certain people. Let's take a quick right. air break. I'm gonna play one of y'all's songs. Uh we have in rotation Dirty Thirst, Colonize, and Stains on the Pavement. Which one Ooh. do you want to hear? You know what? What do you guys I just think? said colonize, it's decolonized. Oh yeah, yeah. Do not Very colonize. Important. No. And um, well, you know what? I think that 
you know, Dirty Thirst is a crowd favorite. We're just going to come out with that so we don't lose anybody. All right. Lock it in. <laughs> that sounds good. All right. This is WKNC 88.1 HD2, DJ Beowulf interviewing Vacant Company. The next song you're going to hear is Dirty Thirst by Vacant Company. And then we're going to come on back. Keep it locked.
That song was Dirty Thirst by Vank and Company. Sung by Jake. <laughs> From by the way. <laughs> if only I wish I wish there was a recording of Jake doing that song. Uh, he's actually listening right now, so a little personal shout out to uh, Jake from I almost said his name in my phone. Jake from Black Poo Okay. Black what okay. up, Jake? Um, also, quick shout out to Michael Bumbleo. Michael Bumbleo, who texted me during the interview, uh, correcting me on Astro Cowboy's album title because I had a small stroke and couldn't remember the name, and it's Hedonism <laughs> Coliseum. Uh, so, shout out to uh, real ones looking out, Michael Bumbleo. They're the best. Um, and also, Julian Waits is super tight. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, that was Dirty Thirst. Um, tell me a bit about the album and the record, or the song and the record that it's on. I'm just dying over here. Okay. I'm stuttering <laughs> left and right. Y'all got uh, me nervous. Nah, we're just like, you know, we never really think about this stuff. <laughs> well, you and I already talked about this album, so just uh, <laughs> lather, rinse, repeat exactly yeah. what you said last well, that, time. That album was off of an album, that, uh, an EP actually called Decolonize that we recorded with the Missy Things and the Allie Blois, mm-hmm. uh, Allie B at Fidelity. We were talking Torium. about Truth Club and Allie Blois mm-hmm. mixed their album too. Mm-hmm. See, the usual Legendary. suspects just add it. And uh, yeah, that was that was kind of that was a, that record was a that record was a real turning point for us. Great record. Can you do like a little Great like record. John yeah. Lennon Liverpool accent for this part? <laughs> Great record. Great record. <laughs> and we went into the studio and we put it down and there was someone there that I knew very well and he put me in that. You gotta pinch your nose a little bit, get yeah, more nasal. Nicely there. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, we laid the record down and <laughs> no, it's not very good. But uh I sick John Lennon. I do a, I do a better ringo. I got a song about an octopus. But but, uh, <laughs> I mean, you really just gotta like talk slow, and yeah, that's exactly. Ringo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Talk that's slow so and mean. round out your vowel sound. It's so mean. Well, he's just a very relaxed gentleman. <laughs> he's, a, he's he's no more Richard fan Starkey, mail. you know, no more fun mail. <laughs> but um, yeah, and that that record was a turning point for us just creatively because we 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 kind of really got encouraged by the. You know, Dave had entered the band at that point and changed things, and Missy Things was really the person that was the cornerstone for us there. Mm-hmm. She really pushed us, um, you know, to lay that thing down because she's just an amazing producer, engineer. And y'all are mm-hmm. working on uh, an upcoming album also produced by her, correct? Yes. Yeah, so we're, 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 I did my homework. Yeah. So we're heading into uh, uncharted territory. Davis is actually riding his bike across the country um, around the time we're going to record that record. He's betraying and, uh, you. But yeah, so we're, uh, we, 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 have, we have some songs ready for that, and we're kind of just like nailing down dates. We're going to get ready to do that in the near future. But uh, Dave is going to be taking a trip of a lifetime Dave's somewhere around that time. They tell me they're going to try time. to schedule a tour around like the dates where I hit major cities that'd be insane <laughs> and do like a like Can every other weekend hopping off your bike and then going to play a show <laughs> he's late with this guy he'll pick him up he's but. gonna get mad tired and be like can y'all just drop me off at the next <laughs> I mean, Dave, Dave, you think we're playing, but like we're booking a tour around your little trip across no the country, cap. all right? Yeah, they're gonna no do cap, it. man. Like, bet, that's like real. the two biggest life goals that I've ever had is like ride my bike to the Pacific Ocean and play a tour in the U.S. Like, See? so if I can knock them out both in one year, really, like, really, you're just gonna say it with your chest? <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, that's that's two Dave, in one interview. Dave, Dave's the Iron Tommy Man. Tommy was the first. Wow, no, he said if I could knock it out. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. 
I thought you said like if I can knock freaking him knock it out, mm-hmm. and I nope. was like, oh my you know, god! I had to I think again lost. too, but I'm <laughs> nope. I, I can confirm, I can corroborate with Tommy there that he said if I can knock him out. I appreciate. If that. If I can knock yeah. him out, I exactly. See, that. you guys get it. See, it's his accent. It's just uh, I can't. I can't interpret that. That it's, that it's Eastern pretty Carolina draw, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, Nicola. I'm from Canada. Tidewater. <laughs> I'm from Cleveland. It's right across the lake, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're blood exactly brothers the here. Same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but uh, actually, we talked behind the scenes about that uh, show that you played with Grog, Shadows, A Deer Horse, The Wicked Witch, mm-hmm. um, and you played your entire upcoming record like back to front, right? We played all or, the new songs all that the new we songs, had, yeah, minus some so new ideas. So how many ideas. is that? Um, well, we played three songs that night. Not so enough. we're gonna we're going for an EP. So okay. we're we, we have we have two more songs that aren't quite ready to be revealed. <laughs> yeah, and you never know what'll happen because when we went in for decolonize, we had four songs until Logan just showed up with dirty weeks, thirst. Two weeks before. Yeah, Logan just then, like showed up with dirty thirst. Yeah. Like in his work uniform, just like and on then, the bass and just like pretty much wrote the whole song on the spot tight. and then boom. And it's our favorite song to play live now so know. now sans logan how do you write music hmm also someone is very viciously calling in yeah, like this little like ringing in well, what's up and tell me it's michael Bumble. put him on put him on <laughs> i i cannot confirm or deny let me uh let me, take, let me take a 30 second uh, air break and we'll find out okay <laughs> And we're back. Whoever called, um, you know, left me high and dry. Uh, I put on an air break to answer the phone, and they were not there when I picked up the line. So, um, mystery man or woman or lady, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, call back. <laughs> I wanted to hear your sweet voice uh, and compliments to the chef's baking company. Anyways. I know it was you, Michael Bombolo. <laughs> I know it was you. <laughs> The sweetest gentle them of all time. Yes. They're like, stop saying my name on the air. <laughs> You're going to out me. <laughs> Actually, I've never seen them get that angry. So no, uh, that wasn't impossible. even, that's not even a good comparison. <laughs> um, but anyways, back to Vacant Company and not all of the other bands that we've been name dropping. This interview is very much like, let's talk about everyone else who's so cool and not Vacant Company. You were talking about your music, um, your writing style. Yeah, I think how it started out, it was kind of like, so pretty much how it started out was it was Tommy, mm-hmm. Jeff, and Logan in a storage unit, and I was just like, I want to start a band. You guys aren't in a band, and you're all really good, and you're just like playing in a shed. They were literally shedding when I found them. So I was Shredding like, why don't you just, why don't you just like, I got a few songs, we and we're, were very working good. on stuff. You were working on stuff. We had a, a, a band. I, that was disrespectful to me. You were in yeah, a band called I the know. LRAs, but you guys didn't play a lot of shows, and no, I was worried that, at you that had point, waste the talent. At that know? point, it was the juice box experiment. Yo, that was some That's illish. Tight. Which was going to be really like, that. Some, I don't know what it was. It was like unwrap post- that name for me? Um, I don't know if the FCC is <laughs> cool with it. This is how this is how square Tommy is. It's not that juicy. The juice box experiment name. Okay. Um, yeah. There all were, right. All right. We, yeah. I'll, we'll have to talk about it on break. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So I kind of came in with like really crummy songs, and then Logan and I started writing songs, and they got much better. Um, and then we kind of just started like jamming on stuff, and you know, doing that thing. And then it got a little bit more creatively driven, like from the drums perspective, because Dave came into the band and dave was actually like dave got the riffs for real and dave was dave was dictating a lot of the direction with the he drum plays patterns through the drums and he dave seriously like is probably one of the most like creative people like through the drums that i know like it's awesome to write music how do you feel dave. about that you know, he, he's 
Yeah. Oh, sorry, well, your mic well, was off. My mic was off. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm all flushed now. <laughs> <laughs> we muted Dave. He's back though. Yeah, but that—that's kind of how it started. We had to censor him. Yeah, he's off yeah. the rails. <laughs> and so now, um, it's kind of so we all just kind of come in with ideas now, and um, we don't. I think our, you know, one of our rules is that we don't say no to something. You know, we we all always try to find a way into whatever idea you know or bring so it to the you, table how do you eliminate things is it just that y'all bring in like a limited amount of ideas or it, how how we eliminate things is playing it live i think really if, if people don't react to it live the way we hear it in our head then we were wrong i think so but we you just spend all stuff. of that time like writing a whole song <laughs> like yeah we'll, we'll write a song and then someone will play it a couple of times and, like get get it down everyone mm-hmm. kind of writes their their res- respective parts mm-hmm. and you get, then like, a it's framework. like all right mm-hmm. That worked or that didn't work to like, yo, like, what if we did it like this? Or what if we did something like this? And we'll kind of just like flounder for a while and try to well, come up. Boom, stick, boom, stick, yeah. stick, stick, it, boom. It can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's an, it can be like an iterative thing when you're like for the last song that we wrote. It was mostly random stuff that I came up with, but it was half of that got discarded. <laughs> yeah. And. And actually, it just it was, ended up as a more like succinct. It was funny like, with three that, minute with that track. song particularly. I was actually ran into Missy things at Cup of Joe, and I was kind of Uh-oh. talking about how like we were you know like struggling with some songs, we've been like rewriting stuff. And her face when I said we were rewriting stuff, she's like, "Oh, like ah, uh, maybe <sighs> you don't gotta rewrite. Just uh, like oh, you're rewriting stuff. Oh, uh, and I was just like, yeah, you know what? We got this. We don't gotta rewrite stuff. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna do it with heart because we're like heartland rockers, one. man." Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Missy. Thanks, Missy. Um, so I know that Double Barrel is still, I think it's exactly 64 days away. Stoked. Woo. I know. It's going to fly by. It's going to fly by. It for real will. Um, I know it's like 64 days away, so you may not be able to answer this question concretely, but of someone who's going to the show, uh, whether they know Vacant Company or not, what kind of stuff can they expect? Someone is calling again. Let's get them in. Hold that question. Come on. Is it Diego? <laughs> so we're going to name drop Michael Bumbleo one more time because this whole time we thought that they were calling in. Um, it was not. It was uh, one of our dear, sweet listeners over at the NC Central Prison. They are a devoted audience. and We they see pro- you. We love you. We see you. We love you. But they were probably calling for Erica's show over at the butcher shop because they love that chainsaw rock. I just got really said i thought they were calling in for us you know maybe they were maybe okay. they were we could be I on chainsaw like, rock right yeah, you could, i mean y'all are in our chainsaw there. rotation oh see wait really yes nice you don't understand tommy just got blessed right there yeah <laughs> he's so happy i can see the jesus rays coming down from the heavens <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's like the slayer jesus like off of their repentless album cover oh he's covered in blood <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely jesus with his beautiful long hair mm-hmm. perfectly sculpted calves mm-hmm. Okay, I'm doing rippling <laughs> shoulder muscles. <laughs> Flawlessly Eurocentric straight nose. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I deeply apologize for interrupting. You were talking about that um, uh, conversation you had with Mithy- Missy Thangs over at Cup of Joe, um, how she influenced you to not change up your writing style, but it also references how you get rid of things and like cycle through things that work or don't work. Um, and then I asked, what we, what could people, so this is for anyone who's just tuning in, mm-hmm. I asked, what could people expect over at Double Barrel in 2020, um, even though it is over 60 days mm-hmm. away? You mm-hmm. may not be able to concretely answer this, mm-hmm. but what is a vacant company show like, and what are you going to do at Double Barrel? 
Well, we definitely have some new songs that are going to be like all right and tight by that time. Nice. And we've been kind of working on some stuff that is just like, I don't know, it still has that kind of hardcore, post-hardcore thing, mm-hmm. but it has like this industrial like break dance beat parts to it that is just like, Bruno I don't know how Jr. I feel about is it. quivering in their boots. I know. And that, that, that's <laughs> another, Treading on their territory. That, that's another band people got to be on the lookout for is Brutal Jr. right there. And um, But yeah, kind of going back to like what our influences are, like... Dan Morales from Brutal Jr. is like a close friend of ours, and he's like a musical genius, practically. Mm-hmm. And we're always just taking notes from each other. And I think that's and what I like. John the... Meyer, insane drummer. Yeah. F- f- former Naked Nats. Former it's how Naked small Rally World is. Like, I literally in the shit. And he he's was in across... the shit right now, I know. Yeah, John Meyer is in a storage unit somewhere playing drums right I know now, I promise you. I have Call seen in John. <laughs> John Meyer play so many different shows and so many different bands, but it was not until I saw him play in Brutal Jr. that I had like this out-of-body experience and i was like he shreds yeah like i knew that he was a good drummer because duh he's in so many projects and like duh obviously um but like it was after i saw brutal jr that i was like this man he doesn't blink he does not he just just kills it (laughs) and i know that i said you can go first this this might be a little known fact but i i think i remember hearing because uh the first show i ever played i was like doing a solo set to open a house show in a backyard with like a ramp uh the old green ramp and naked naps played and that was when i met john and i think it was that day he was telling me he learned how to play drums for naked naps that's like mind-blowing yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, i you know i i couldn't understand that as somebody who's like played since i was like 12 or 13 like you know, couldn't even touch half of those licks that he was working on. I hate John Meyer. <laughs> I don't like him. I do not like this man. No, I uh, deeply appreciate and respect John. It's just you're not allowed to be that good in that no. short of a period of time. It's going to sound crazy, and I don't want to digress because I, I really want to talk about Double Barrel. John Meyer was the first drummer of Vacant Company. Really? Technically, because the, the very first show... We played, I played with Vacant Company. Can you imagine how Plans. different things would be? I know. They'll be signed <laughs> by now. And, uh, yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> and uh, But we played at Mattress Fort, and it was Chris Bennett from Ghost Blonde on bass, yeah, and yeah. it was John Meyer on drums, and I was barely being able to play guitar at my own songs, and they were just like, they're just nice people that like played my crappy songs with me, and we still play one of those songs to this day. Nice. But uh, bad that deep cut yeah. that you mentioned earlier yeah. in the interview, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and it's just like I don't know. I'm just very grateful for the community around us, and I like that. Me, Davis, Tommy, Logan, like we're not stubborn people. We're not stubborn writers, and we're always open to like our community's feedback and our friends' feedback on just like art, politics, whatever. This how those things come together. So I'm just grateful to be playing Double Barrel because to me that's just like the like pinnacle of like our community is yeah. this college radio station and this event and we've always been going to it we've always been spending our last dollars to give to this to this to this cause and just like being able to play is just like it really really is awesome to us so i'm personal anecdote um i am beyond stoked for double barrel this year i mean obviously as general mm-hmm. manager i get to like mm-hmm. do a lot to put it together mm-hmm. um but i also have like a killer staff working with me this mm-hmm. time um okay I'm going to get into this personal anecdote and then we can get back to Vacant Company. (laughs) I cut my teeth in local music when I was still in high school. I just like had friends who were involved in stuff, but I didn't really like do much of anything. Mm -hmm. And then my freshman year of college, I was going back and forth between Charlotte and Raleigh because all of my friends were in Charlotte and that was the music scene that I was involved in. Um, And there was this band um, that I just absolutely fell in love with out there. And I used to like 
Um, I would like beg people to give me rides because I didn't have a solid car back then. Or they would play 21 and up venues and I would like try to like get in somehow, anyhow. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I was just so into them. Uh, Junior Astronomers is that band. And so like to come full circle and be able to like manage a college radio station and then book (laughs) the band that like got me into DIY is insane. And then like being a part of like the local music scene in Raleigh and seeing Vacant Company like... I don't think y'all understand how important y'all are to like my own little like musical influence. I nah. listen to Decolonize on a weekly basis, I would say, oh, possibly nah. more. Literally, yes. Swallow, like spit up the humble pie, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot allow this. I'm just, I'm just you know, I just. That's... It's like, it's so insane to me that I get to like work on such a cool event and have like the dream lineup, uh, which starts with Vacant <sighs> Company, ends with Truth Club, and has so many of my favorite bands Sheesh, in the middle. I just, yeah. It's like a big old sandwich of my hopes and dreams shoved into two nights, and you can get it for only $22. All this can be $22. Yours. <laughs> yeah, dollars. That, seriously, that's a lot. 22 USD, and you can. That's have a lot of awesome this. bands for not that much cash. Not so. that much cash. Um, which leads into my next question Do any of y'all have uh, any particularly favorite uh, memories of like the Raleigh or greater North Carolina music scene that you feel comfortable sharing? Wow. I know Tommy definitely. Tommy grew up in Durham, and he definitely probably has some, some good memories. Yeah, this, this kind of ties back into your story, uh, your personal anecdote. Um, back when we were living at <laughs> very at literary the, at the kosher hut, and I grew up in Durham, mm-hmm. listening to KNC, and I didn't really, I wasn't super involved in the local music scene, but I always loved a band called Hammer No More the Fingers that I'm sure a lot of people. Better listening. I oh, got seven mushrooms growing in my closet. Let's that's, go. That's kind of related to Juice Box Experiment, but anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then they played our house, and it's like now I'm on like a first name basis with those dudes, and like that's yo, insane. like yeah. this is this is crazy. Like so, just like being this kid who fancied himself a guitar player, and then being able to play shows and book shows, and then meet these guys who you're. Heroes, yeah, it's awesome. I hesitate like, that was, to say that was heroes for uh, people that I'm like affiliated with in the local music scene because there's so much like importance and emphasis that I put on like the music that people put out because mm-hmm. it can be so impactful to a bunch of different people in different mm-hmm. ways. Because although a lot of music that's put out is emotionally charged and has like personal significance to the author of said mm-hmm. music, or I should say composer, um, <laughs> uh, music has this incredible ability of changing anyone's worldview. And even if you're interpreting it quote unquote wrong from how it was originally intended, uh, it has a special connection to like, you, the listener. Um, and I definitely think that like Vacant Company and Junior Astronomers and we even mentioned Travis from Truth right, Club are right. all like minor heroes to me and then getting to be like friends with them mm-hmm. and then notice them as like whole human beings with flaws and goals and interests. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really both empowering and psychologically engaging experience that I have on a Absolutely. daily basis being involved in DIY. And I think that Raleigh has a lot of really cool stuff going on. So like mm-hmm. DBB being one of them, mm-hmm. it is so insane to get to make an impact on mm-hmm. my community in this way, which leads to the next question. <laughs> Plotless segue. Go me. Nice. It's like the stairway to heaven over here. It's right just... over there. It's just one after another, <laughs> just building on top of each other. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, y'all are very like politically oriented and you each do a lot of cool nah. things with at least with <laughs> I mean, at least with your music without commenting on your own personal lives and mm-hmm. endeavors. Mm-hmm. Um 
when writing music that is politically charged and stuff uh, and stuff, um, <laughs> what matters most to you and how do you discern of all of the issues to discuss? Why do you choose to talk about the ones that you do mm. um, and how to whatever degree you're comfortable? How do they relate mm. to you? And if like things like that. Hmm. Definitely yeah. answer this question as little as you would like to, yeah, as no, it can be heavy handed. I just no, I definitely think that it's just like the things that we talk about in our music are are issues that have been there for a long time mm -hmm. that marginalized people and people of color have been saying since the sixties, the seventies, and nobody's been listening. And the fact that like the fact that we're just getting around to it now and like I have the I don't know, I have we talk about it in our music still doesn't seem like enough to me. Right. But that tells me that there's nothing else to sing about then mm -hmm. if that's the starting point. So that's kind of what pushes me when I think about, you know, these larger social conscious issues and art, which, you know, you can't you can't really make true art if you're not conscious of what's going on around you and mm -hmm. your your position in it. You know, art without purpose is just an yeah. object. Yeah. And I mean, it's just it's, you know, and I recognize that, like. You know, being four white dudes that are making this kind of music that is politically charged. It's a in privilege way. in itself. Yeah. It's, yeah. And you're, we are the object of our own critique. Right. And like, I have to be both comfortable and not comfortable with that and just keep pushing forward. Which I think forward. to a degree probably fuels the type of music yeah. we all make. It yeah. is gritty and it bears a lot of weight both yeah. on the listener and the creator. Yeah. And, it, and it's just like it has to be, it has to be reflective. Do you know what I mean? Because... You know, white people started racism, but, you know, black folks can tell you exactly how it works and like what the F you got to do right now, mm -hmm. you know, and if you don't listen to that and you don't channel that and you don't spread that to your other white folk, you're complicit, then, then yeah. yeah, then nothing's ever going to, the, the, the progress isn't going to move fast enough for the people that need progress to happen. Absolutely. So like, yeah, it is I, a life or death like, situation. I, I try to be aware of that through the music, but then at the same time that lights the fire that like saying that it's just not enough to make this music, you know? It's just necessary to use this platform to make that music. Absolutely. So, it's just another avenue of like social change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then maybe after that, the songs are good to listen to, too, maybe. They, <laughs> so, they do rock. So. And you know what? That could be your whole, uh, your conspiracy, your um, <laughs> ulterior motive. Make music that sounds good so people have to listen to your social change propaganda. <laughs> See? Yeah, there we go. There I don't go. know what he's saying when he's screaming all the time. <laughs> my, my mother, Truly, like... Y'all, okay, not to be mean, but y'all need to get the lyrics up. I know. I swear. Uh, I know. I, I, like, Jake and I sing Dirty Thirst in the car regularly, <laughs> and we'll start off the spoken word and be like, every morning I make a list, and then cut out. <laughs> it's like, every morning I make a list. And then I wake up and make another list. <laughs> buries I, it or something. What, what kind of list is your groceries? And then, and then I get to the bottom and I make another list. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's just me buying groceries. <laughs> that song, that's, that's the one that's not bills. political. That one's just about groceries. You know, these yeah, kids can't feed themselves. Just, you know, yeah. I gotta, I gotta cook for them. I gotta. I cook and I clean. And <laughs> I cook, I clean. <laughs> I just, I'm tired. And nobody helps around. Nobody you. helps me. <laughs> Tommy Where are the, my gloves? Tommy chopped the garlic the other night. A deer horse was in town, and we all had a big feast at the I house. Saw. And Tommy chopped the garlic. All of it. And he did a pretty all good job. It. Smelled your hands. Smell like Thank garlic. You. Garlic hands. Yeah. They always do. And I'm, Big just, time Tommy. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a proud Nona right now. You know that, Tommy? Come here. Let me give you a kiss. <laughs> they could see amazing. that on the radio, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. That, that's the long-winded response to your 
to your question. I don't question. think there is a way to properly like say that concisely. You know, I feel like I should have answered it in post-hardcore shouty voice. Like, <laughs> just back up from Hello, the mic man, a little bit. Man, my book. <laughs> he just ripped his headphone cord. I ripped it out. Yank. It broke. <laughs> oh well, they're not WKNC headphones. Me, I broke my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are almost at the one-hour mark for this interview, actually, which is insane. Because when you walked in, I was like, ah, 20, 30 minutes. It's gonna be one and done. Time flies when you're having fun. Time you know? flies. I really thought you said Tom flies when you're having fun, <laughs> which is Tommy flies on the guitar. I don't know if you ever heard him play. He's pretty good. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Do in fact got riffs. Um, uh, there was so much I could have covered. Vacant Company is a um, and I know you're going to sit in the corner and you're going to like self-flagellate just from all the, <laughs> to make no. up for all the compliments you're getting, no. getting, but, uh, Vacant Company is uh, a very complex and unique band in, within Raleigh at the very least. Um, uh, and you do so much for the music scene and to give back to the community in general. And I am so stoked to have y'all on the lineup. There is literally not a better band that I could think of to kick off Double Barrel 17. Um... If you have any last final words, comments, shout outs or anything you'd like to make before we sign off, I will finish off the interview by uh, playing both Decolonize and Stains on the Pavement. Um, mm -hmm. And then we can just get out of here and this interview will come out in a podcast in a couple days. But mm -hmm. go ahead and wrap up. Say whatever you'd like to. Yeah. Uh, support local music. Support college radio. Vote local. Vote in your local elections. Absolutely. If, if, you're, if you're furious at Donald Trump, your first line of defense against him is your local politicians. Absolutely. If this isn't a sanctuary city, then guess what? People who are in your marginalized communities are undocumented or at risk. So mm -hmm. vote in your local elections. And obviously, you know, keep on rocking. Keep on rocking in the free world rally. <laughs> What do you got, Big Time Tommy? The rock don't stop. <laughs> I'm going to leave you all with my thought of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. In no, shout out it's to his, Big Time it's Tommy. It's one thought of the day. <laughs> there is, this there is, is thought. <laughs> there is a real Big Time Tommy. Go check him out. But <laughs> I, we I don't know wanna... if we should cheer him. I don't know. Okay, We're not sure about Big Time Tommy. If you like... That's a call to action. If you want, if you would like... Take it. Anyways. No, on a serious note, though, I guess just everybody, I feel like, when the current political climate is feeling maybe very hopeless and um i think just trying to spread love and positivity and be there yeah. for your fellow friends and and community members is is really important and not to let yourself get isolated and beat down by the world you know all the um, leaves are so yeah going to shows is a, is a big part of that and the sky no. is gray and the sky is gray <laughs> Davis is looking up. He's Googling his response right now. <laughs> what was that? Hold on, I'll stall it. Yeah, I, I was looking up how to pronounce certain words. <laughs> he's, he's typing it out uh, in a paragraph to read it off the thing. That's Blazin proper Dave. microphone Blazin uh, Dave. etiquette. Blazing Dave. I thought house. you said days and days, and oh, I was like, days. crust pump. No, Dave, Dave's nickname is Blazing Dave. That's I his love nickname. that. Yeah. He's I love fast. That. <laughs> He's yeah. trailblazing. Yes. Uh, I just want to give a big shout out to Kings for being a very awesome venue. Oh, and absolutely. For um, Stoked yeah. to be there literally tomorrow night. Paul, that, Chidi, Kate Van Voorst, much love. Like outside on the sidewalk outside of Kings is like where I've met most of my like friends in music, first friends in music in Raleigh. Highly can agree. Open container law is very and, uh, important to the scene. Also, <laughs> they're also one of the only all ages venues in the area. Yep. 
um, which is extremely important, mm -hmm. especially in the recession of house venues that we have going on right now. For real. Um, it is really important that like youth involvement keeps the scene going. Um, obviously, longtime bands are incredibly important because they are testaments to like what you can do. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's not accessible, I don't want it. Right. Right. Yeah. And sorry, Davis. One more thing. <laughs> Spit um, it out, Dave. <laughs> listen to Slint. <laughs> yeah. uh, you Davis know, which I guess outside. also means listening to vacant companies. For you know what? <laughs> I mean, you don't up. have to, but I mean, it'd probably be a good idea. That, that was not <laughs> a call to action, for the record. Not a call to action. Tweeze, not. not a very great record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go in, go in with that. Tweeze, not at. That post Spiderland demo slant. Mm -hmm. Damn, Dave is getting mm -hmm. excited over here. You should have seen his face. He was like, oh, yeah, licking his lips. Probably go lock himself in his room and listen to Slint for four hours. <laughs> Before Max and I were like dating or whatever, um, we would like, ugh, ugh, I can't believe I'm saying this over the air. We would like flirt by like sending each other's favorite albums over. Aww. And like one of our first dates was like he played his like favorite Slint record for me. And then I played like one of my favorite records and we would just go back, like, back and forth or whatever. Wow, see, Slint, um, Slint ties us all together. together yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but so does Bacon Company. So if anyone wanted to, <laughs> you know what? Tw Twenty years from now, Raleigh old heads like our kids are gonna be like, like they're gonna listen to Bacon Company the same way that I listen to like Polvo. Wow. I I'm calling it now. I'm calling wow. the shots. Um, so and we're gonna be on a Learjet somewhere, just like, huh? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember like, the days eating pizza on man. the sidewalk. You remember we had nothing. We were just playing basements. We had nothing, man. We had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and and you'll be sitting in your jet and be like, I still have nothing. Man, that was hardcore. That was hardcore. <laughs> you know what? You'll eventually become the boomer that's like, punk is dead. <laughs> Punk's not dead. It's just not yours anymore. No. You know, I think a band that's keeping punk alive and keeping it fresh and keeping it like hip to the times is Pie Face Girls and also a band called... A another DBB yep. uh, alumni. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also also a band called Show Me the Body. They're from New York. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And they did a split with Full of Hell who released a killer album this Sheesh. year. Minya, that's just like... How do you bouncing do that? off of each other yeah mm. yeah mm -hmm. um but i was gonna say wrap things up where can people connect with y'all on social media where can they find your music <laughs> i told davis <laughs> to tell you to get it on apple music and it still isn't there yet <laughs> uh, well we are gonna be on apple in 2020 you can find us at instagram find us on spotify uh i'm embarrassed to share how many hours people listen to us on spotify last year i don't know i thought i paid oh, yeah, for the most expensive package <laughs> and, uh, but yeah you can find us on Bandcamp. Find us on Spotify, YouTube, uh, we might have a MySpace profile, but I don't know if, do we? No, I don't know. <laughs> and also, you know, come to the show, come out and see local music, mm -hmm. Double Barrel. Uh, Y'all are playing uh, The Poor House on New Year's Eve with an incredibly killer lineup that you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier. Um, other than that, do you have any shows in 2020 before DBB? Well, we're going to be doing a little tour uh, up the way we have to settle that up we have a lot of things we gotta lock down <laughs> but we are gonna be heading up the east coast so if you're up there look for dates and um yeah that's that's all we got on the books right now we we gotta finish this record you know this what i'm saying record. finish this record well i am <laughs> tommy's just tommy's speechless he's just like we're never gonna finish i don't it. know how we're ever gonna do any of this <laughs> i am so stoked to hear it when it comes out um very excited for y'all to play double rail benefit i keep trying to wrap this up and there's just so much we could talk about you are an electric group um both plugged in on the stage and in the mics uh i hate myself for saying that sentence <laughs> thank you to all of our friends who tuned in excited to see everyone at double barrel benefit uh y'all have already said your final statements so i'm we're not gonna dead. let you do it again we're done um, 
Uh, we're out of here. I'm going to play two Vacant Company songs, one after another. We're going to do Decolonize first and then Stains on the Pavement. This has been WKNC 88.1 on HD2. Uh, after these last two songs, we're just going to go straight into uh, Nighttime Indie. So check it out. Thank you so much. Wasted time for <laughs> Waste you of space. space because <laughs>
They crossed the dock, they boarded the train, and dispersed across the land. They made 